afternoon, good evening, good morning, whenever you're listening to the podcast. You are joined by Lisa. Hello. And myself, Tiffany. And today we are drinking and sipping on what, Lisa? Alright, so we got two bottles here from somebody I know named Michael. Um, He gave us, thank you, thank you, thank you for donating to the podcast. We appreciate our first, it. No, it's not our first donation. We've had other donations. But... We did? Yeah. What? The IPA that you didn't like. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, true. Ugh. But... But I like this. So, it is a Dino S'more. S'mores. Um, it's from Off Color Brewing. And it's a Russian Imperial Stout brewed with natural flavors with cocoa nibs added. It is so good. Like, I feel like you can taste, like, there's a little rat with a little campfire and a marshmallow over top of it on the um, label. And I really feel like you could taste even smoky flavors in it. Like, I thought it was super good. It's 10.5% alcohol. Um, I'm trying to see where it's from. Oh, it's from Chicago. It's really good. Oh. I'm not going to front people. It's... It's delicious. So it says that it is, um, it says its secret ingredients are marshmallow, vanilla bean, molasses, graham flour, and cocoa nibs. So, so yum. Oh shit, I'm about to knock over my cup. (laughs) It is really, really good. I would definitely recommend Mm. that one. It's actually probably, um, for as high of an alcohol percentage it is, mm-hmm. it's actually really smooth mm-hmm. and kind of like a nice little sweet, subtle taste to it. Yeah. And you know I'm all about the smooth stouts. I love my stouts. Um, so shout out to Mike for yeah. donating Dino S'mores to the podcast. And not only did he donate that to the podcast, he donated... A the Goose Island Bourbon County Stout from 2016, which it's an original bourbon barrel age stout. Um, it is. Hold on, I just had it. The percentage. Where did it go? Oh, it's 13.8 percent alcohol. Delicious. Y'all know how I feel about my bourbon. I thought you can totally taste it. So good. So the special thing about this brew is it only is released once a year. And oh, yeah, it's that too. on the day after Thanksgiving, so Black Friday. Mm-hmm. And you have to stand in line and you have to wait for it. And I know I told you guys on one of the podcasts that my sister and I happened to be at a liquor store and we weren't smart enough to know to just stand in the damn line. So we <laughs> we were the la like we were the people right before the last mm-hmm. person got the bottle like the last bottle of bourbon county stout and so we were highly upset with ourselves because when we were actually at the liquor store we would have been number two in the line mm-hmm. so we just barely missed it but we stood out in the cold basically as long and we didn't get anything so now we know to just make sure that we stay in line when we see lines forming, just get in the line. Even if you don't know what it's for, you just get in the line. Just get in the line. You, you never know what you're going to find at the end. So a huge shout out to Mike for donating yes, this because definitely. it is very, very difficult to get one of these bottles. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I know people that were going from place to place getting these bottles. It's a hot commodity, and it's really good. Next year, I'll be standing in line. Or this year. This year now. This year, I'm going to drag Lisa no out, year. or she's going to drag me out, whichever the case well, may be. I hate Black Friday, so the only thing I would stand in line for is some alcohol. Well, that's actually all my Black Friday shopping consisted of well, was alcohol, to be quite honest see? with you. So, there we go. Two that's, peas in a pod. That's what all I do. Yeah. For is alcohol. I will not be fighting people in line for other things. So Lisa and I took an impromptu week off of podcasting last week. Oh, yeah. Both of our kids were on spring break. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Lisa also had um some sickness running oh, through her household. Yes. If anybody has heard of the neurovirus, it hit Jordan. So he pretty much had the Thursday and Friday before spring break off. Then the poor kid was literally sick. All the way through Friday of spring break. So, I mean, he was sick for over a week because it, the part of him being sick started Wednesday night of the week prior. So he was sick for almost a week and a half with that crap. And then I started feeling sick when he was still sick and I was like, ain't nobody got time for that. So I took a whole bunch of medicine (laughs) and then I didn't get it. Yeah, and... It's a big deal when you have a large family Mm. to make sure you keep that quarantined. And so I definitely was feeling Lisa when she was like, yeah, no. I'm like, you know what? We we don't really take too many breaks on this Mm. podcast. So, yeah. And we have a lot of children and her son was up visiting. So, yeah, I had to like totally text his dad and be like, just so you know. In case this happens, Jordan had the neurovirus, so I, I just, if he gets started getting sick, he would probably tell you, but that he got it from. But, I mean, we had Clorox wipes everywhere. Every time Jordan went to the bathroom, we cleaned the whole toilet. We wiped down the sink. We washed his hands. We cleaned the b- bathroom handles. Like, anywhere he was, we cleaned with Clorox because... One of my friends had told me, just clean, 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 or it is going to shoot through your house like nobody's business. I mean, that's like any cold, though. Everybody Mm -hmm. knows this. Anybody who has a larger family, we all Mm -hmm. know one person gets it, and then it just domino effect. Everybody gets it. So (sighs) you really have to be careful with, Mm -hmm. like, anything that is communicable. Right. So anything that can spread... It will spread. Well, I guess we did a good job because I'm the only one who had got sick. And I think that's because I was truly the only one who was, like, wiping him and helping him in the bathroom. Like, Calvin didn't even do it because I'm like, well, don't. Because what's going to be the point? Like, I don't want... We both can't be out for the count. No, you you can't be sick and I can't be sick. Yeah. So, but thankfully, none... And now we're kind of at that point where it's past the worry phase, so... I think it's done and it's gone and only him and I got it and we're good now. Except for Ram is sick, but I think hers are her allergies. Yeah, allergies are starting to rear yeah. their head and yeah. I can tell because I'm getting that allergy headache. Yeah. So that's what my spring allergies tend to actually be more of is me just having like a dull headache all day long. And that's so, the worst. It is kind of because... You don't get any relief, and no. then at the end of the day, you feel even you more like tired. Yeah, yeah, so. Ew. Yeah, not, not a fun. fun thing at all. No. 
I don't think anything else new happened other than spring break. Yeah. I don't think I really have any good story time. So Mm-mm. I got, oh, I well, guess yeah. Saturday got extremely drunk. So Lisa texted me, like, what, was it Friday night? It was Friday. And was like, hey, Tiff, you know, I'm going to go watch some boy band review thingy at a local bar. I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah, I'll go. So Sterl, I didn't know I was going out Saturday. Sterl was like, hey, take a shower, wear something nice. We're going to a nice restaurant, so you got to wear something nice. I'm like, all right, fine. You guys all know how I am about dressing up for anything. Fine, whatever. So I spent the day drinking for like six seven hours okay, now you guys started drinking early yeah we started drinking like right around noon if even mm-hmm. noon it was right around there and we drank all day we went to like three different restaurants we had cocktails wine tasting food at every single place mm-hmm. um i had drank so much that i slept the entire way home so i didn't get sick and then stir had to help me in the house and then I slept. So I was asleep before 7 o'clock. And I was supposed to go out with Lisa on Saturday night. And needless to say, I didn't make it no, no. out with her. She she didn't make it. Sterling actually texted me and was like, um, if Tiffany's going, you're going to have to come pick her up. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Well, I mind you, like a couple hours earlier, I had already texted Tiffany. I was like, I don't remember what I said. What I think I she's said. like, are you still going tonight? And I was like, oh, oh no, yeah. no, no. I said, are you still drinking? That's oh, what I said. yeah. No, I at that point, I was... No message back. No message back. I'm like, oh, yeah, she's drinking. She's probably drunk. So then... Yeah. I mean, I was getting ready to leave the house because I had went and picked up my friend, Nicole. And, um, and all of a sudden, my phone goes off. And I was like, oh, that's probably Tiffany. I'll just tell her I'm going to come pick her up, too. No need for all three of us to have our car there. So... It was thorough. Uh, you're going to have to come pick up Tiffany. I'm like, why? He's like, she is drunk. That's what he said. She's drunk. And I'm thinking, well, maybe drunk. Are you drunk? Drunk too. So, and I was like, I said, oh, I figured because I had texted her a long time ago and she didn't um, text back. And I was like, well, does she still want to go? So then he texted me a little bit later and he's like, uh, Tiffany is out for the count. And I was like, so then I take it she is not going. <laughs> yeah, no, I, and I felt bad too because I was like, I told her I was going to go and yeah. then I didn't show okay. up because, um, yeah, because I was drunk as shit already. So, no, I was, I've been recovering from that oh. like all day Sunday, all day Monday. Today is Tuesday that we're recording. And I still feel like I'm kind of recovering from that. Mm-hmm. Which is funny because I went out for a beer last night with my friend. She hit me up was like, hey, I'm having sushi and drinks. You want to meet me up here? And I'm like, all right. So I met her up there. But did your beer make you want to puke? No. Oh, that's good. You know what they say, though? Alcohol kind of cures a hangover. That's so it's true. good to, like, drink a little bit. Yeah, that's uh, true. No, I, uh, I feel like Sunday was awful because... We went to my parents' house. Well, mind you, I I went to drop Nicole off Saturday night, and I didn't realize, like, and it was kind of crazy because I didn't really feel, like, drunk or anything, but I were pulling up to drop her off, and I'm like, oh, my God, Nicole, I feel like I am about to totally throw up. 
no. And she's like, open the door, open the door. So thankfully we were parked, like, in where she was, so I was dropping her off. But I never threw up. So then I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm going to drive home. But, I mean, I made it all the way home and got here. I was fine, went to bed. And then all of a sudden, I all I can remember is Calvin, like, Lisa, Lisa, wake up. And I'm like, what? And he's like, why are you on the couch? I said, I'm not on the couch. I'm oh, in the bed. Oh, my God. And he's like, no, I see you're on the couch. And I said, fuck, how did I get on the couch? I don't know how, I don't know if I went to the bathroom and then just came back out here and went to bed. I don't know what, but I didn't even know I was on the couch. Oh, jeez. And then we had to go to my parents' the next day, and I had the worst horrible headache ever. And then yesterday, I was still tired. Today, I still feel tired. Like, my leg, I couldn't even sit on the floor because my legs hurt. You know what, Saturday, I'm an Sunday old was a rough day for me, but not really, like, hangover-wise. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I was kind of sluggish, so I could tell, like, you know, it's a hangover, mm-hmm. but it wasn't, like, the nasty one where you're, like, I feel like death. It wasn't that mm-hmm. type of hangover. It was just kind of, like, I feel slightly nauseous, but I'm, mm-hmm. I'm able to function. Like, I can get up and move around. I'm yeah. okay. I'm good. Mm-hmm. You know, not those hangovers where you're, like, laying in bed, like, please. All right. Nobody ask me to do shit. Right? Type of don't hangovers. talk. Don't talk and don't turn the lights. <laughs> no, it was so it wasn't a bad one, but we, I, two of the girls had a bath, right? Mm-hmm. And then I go to take my shower so we can go out to lunch because they asked me to take them out to lunch. I'm like, okay, so cool. Then- the handle mm-hmm. broke on the shower. Yeah. So there's a cartridge inside, and there's like a little stem that comes out. Mm-hmm. It's a metal stem. This the whole metal stem broke off. Oh no! So we couldn't even get the cartridge out because I YouTube this shit. So I was like, oh okay, so I it's got pretty simple. That shit myself. Yeah. Yeah. Really, because the cartridge is forty dollars, mm-hmm. and you just pull it out and put the new mm-hmm. cartridge in. Really, actually, right. simple shit. But it was stuck in there so bad that we had to get a plumber. Because like I had my uncle come over. Because I'm like, maybe I'm doing it wrong. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm. You know, I don't know. I YouTubed it, so maybe it's not correct. Right. My uncle came over. He was like, nope, I can't even do it. So he's like, you're going to have to get a plumber. So, all right. So um, I hadn't showered, so I had to take a shower. Um, the kids, what we did is just take, like, water in a bucket from the sink because, you know, the water's running. Mm-hmm. It just wouldn't turn on in the shower because the handle's broken, yeah. of course. So... They took a bath, and I mm. went to the gym and took a shower, and it was just, you know, but the handle got fixed the next morning. Well, that's good. Yeah, so, but it cost, like, 322 bucks to get it fixed. But I don't feel so bad, because he, the guy with all his equipment and all his plumbing lube and all that kind of stuff, it took him <laughs> two and a half. That didn't even sound right. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it's called. It's called plumbing lube, guys. Just so you know, Lisa's, Lisa's such an immature person. Oh I'm my god! I'm surprised Tiffany didn't laugh, and it was me. I didn't laugh because I prepped myself for that. I knew Ugh. I was going to say plumbing lube, and um, she practiced all day. I practiced all day. Plumbing lube. Don't <laughs> at laugh. At my desk. Tiffany. Don't laugh. <laughs> People are like, "Why are you giggling at right? your desk? Uh, why are you cracking? Don't it you up? worry about that. All by um, yourself." Yeah, but it took him two and a half hours to get the cartridge out. So I was oh like, gosh. I, yeah, so I didn't feel so bad. I'm Did like, he say okay, why? Go. No, 
at first he thought he was gonna have to take the wall apart and just do oh, the whole gosh. and take the whole pipe out and everything. That, that would have three thousand dollars. That was yeah, it was gonna cost well over a thousand. So yeah. um Yeah. You're like, no, no. No, so I'm glad he was able to get it out. Yeah, and good. Yeah. It's fixed. We can now shower in our own in our only shower. That's the problem. There was only yeah, one. That's what would suck. Is if something happened to our shower, I would cry. Yeah, I mean, if Thank you had two, it's cool. You use the other one in the interim. Like, right. When you got one, then you're calling people up and like, hey, can we shower right. at your house? We'll be over in five minutes. For me, it's not a big deal, but I can't take the kids to the gym and have them shower at the gym. Yeah, like me, true. I can pretend like I worked out and then I went to shower. Uh-huh. And then I was also a full gym at my job, so like I could just go in there in the morning and shower. Uh-huh. I don't even have to pretend to work out. I can just shower. You guys have a gym at your job? Yep. Nice. Yeah, I haven't used it, though. No. I just finally signed up. And then instead of going to the gym, like I planned to on Fridays, because Fridays take so long to get home, Uh what did I go do? I went drinking with coworkers. So There you go. Yeah, I'm such a responsible, um, health-conscious person. You're welcome, guys. Squats? No, I sit. Let's go have shots. I squatted on a stool and drank a few beers. Well, there you go. It was awesome. So is your gym free at work? Yep. Oh, yeah, nice. It is really nice. Although I pay for a gym anyway, so I mean... I'd be quitting to pay for a gym. You know why I use the gym? Because it's only $20 a month, and then I just use the massage chairs and stuff. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, so I'm happy about that. If I was into tanning, it would actually make more sense as well because it's free tanning, but I don't believe in tanning because it fucks up your skin. Yeah, it does. I'll just be pasty white. But speaking of work, tonight's topic is women who make more than their significant male counterparts. So, um, what we did is we kind of asked for feedback from our followers to kind of see what their experience was in regard to it. So the question we asked was women, do you make more than your significant other and how do they feel about it? So Lisa, you want to go first? You guys yeah, are ready? Yeah, pull it up here. Hold on one second. No, no, I wasn't ready. <laughs> and I kind of want to preface this because the reason that this topic came up, okay, so there's two reasons. One, I was sitting on a blog topic for the longest time. I haven't blogged in forever. But this was actually going to be one of my blog topics was women in the workforce, right? Mm -hmm. And then I kind of got busy with life. It was put on the back burner. And then the other day I was talking to Sterl. We had to have the birds and the bees talk with our son. Oh, Jesus. You know, and so I had it, you know, with him first because, of course, I'm the one that's home in the evening when they get home. I'm the one that discovers mm-hmm. things. I'm the one that's kind of got to deal with it. And then I tell Sterl, and then he kind of follows up. Mm-hmm. So he was telling me how he followed up with our son, the birds and the bees. And, you know, that was cool, like, whatever. And then he started saying, like, Oh, I was telling him that, oh, your mom has a college degree and she's finally just making more than me. And I was like, what the fuck does that have to do with birds and the bees anyway, sir? Are you talking about that? Yeah, so I'm, like, Mm -hmm. offended. Like, what the fuck does that have to do with birds and the bees? Mm -hmm. And he was like, 
well, what I was trying to convey was like, it's hard to get a good job and that I was lucky to have a good job to take care of them because we had them young and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, why didn't you just leave it at that? I said, what the fuck does it matter what I fucking make? Mm -hmm. And the fact that I just finally make more than you and I have a college degree. I'm like, what, what did that do? Nothing. That basically just told him, like, sir, you don't need a college degree because you're going to barely make more than me. It doesn't it doesn't even make any well, he was sense. Probably sitting there like, I could just see his face like, like, why are you telling me this? And the problem is, it pissed me off. Like, yeah. I was just like, don't talk to me for real. Like, after this, like, that's so offensive. Yeah, that's rude. Like, what does it have to do with anything? You just use it as an opportunity right. to, like, put me down. Yeah. Because now I make more money than you. So you obviously you must be really touched by the fact that right. I make more money than you now. Yeah. And that seems like a personal problem. Right. So I, I wanted to, to see right. I wanted to see if other women got the same experience. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, they're happy that you make more than them because yeah, you can afford more. Right. But in reality, they're not really happy that you're able to make more than them. Like, you know, it's like a right. weird yeah. type of environment. So I wanted to see yeah. what other women experienced and what were their thoughts on it. So I want Lisa going to hers. Bobby said, my husband brings home more than me, but I do have two loans on my retirement and pay for the insurance. Um, so says, nope, I'm currently single and not working, going to school. Melissa says, my first marriage, I made more. He refused to work. One of the reasons he's now my ex. My current husband makes more now. That's what I got. All right. So I had Krista. She said, yes, I like that I'm not dependent on someone. However, it also puts a lot of pressure on me to keep working. How does he feel? I don't think he likes it, but he doesn't complain when the paycheck rolls in. Yeah. And that's pretty much the same way I think it goes a lot of times. Mm -hmm. Tiffany said, yes, I make quite a bit more and always will now. He's fine with it. I'm fine with it. My dream career was just more lucrative than his dream career, Mm -hmm. but we are both happy. Christina said, I used to make more than my husband and he was good with it. In fact, he was happy for me. Megan said, my income is zero dollars, so no. Haha. <laughs> he wouldn't care though. His mom always made more than his dad. He's a pretty hardcore feminist, which is really awesome. Mm-hmm. Erica said, I used to make significantly more than my hubby, and he loved it. I liked my job, but he loved his. My extra income allowed him to stay where he loved. Mm-hmm. And that's a See, good that's perk. Good. Yeah, you get a little bit more flexibility. It ain't always about how much you make. It's about a job that you actually like. Yeah, that's true. Julie said, not yet, but I hope to next year. He would be more than happy to have me be the main provider, so long as I could still be the same quality parent and partner that I am now. That one, for me personally, was kind of like, Yeah. That tends to be typical of working right. women. The expectation is, yes, I love that you're contributing to the finances and, you know, all of our lifestyle. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I still expect you to be a um, a mom in the, the full-time full yeah. sense. Like, right. 
you know, I still want you to make sure everything's clean and the kids are taken care of and all right. that. And you make all the sacrifices in that regard that you're exactly. getting up and I get to come home from work and chill out. So that one kind of was like, uh, yeah, no matter how much women make, I think this, the connotation is still always going to be right that I want you to do all this stuff at home as well. Um, Kathleen said, no, he wouldn't care if I did. We are a couple. We share everything, including money. Melissa said, I make more than my husband. It doesn't bother him at all as it affords us opportunities we wouldn't have had otherwise. Honestly, I think it doesn't necessarily bother, but it invokes questions from my parents as I was raised in a more, more traditional household. So JJ will get questions from one of my parents about how he feels about the divide. JJ being JJ just says, sugar mama. I do agree with a poster above that it puts more pressure on you. I can't randomly quit and I don't have the flexibility he has with his career choices. Everything comes at some kind of cost. Mm -hmm. Hey, your boo thing's on TV, just so you know. My boo thing is, she means Dean Ambrose. We got um, yeah, WWE Live on TV. I didn't mean on to sil up, On silent mode. I, I know she'd want to look up and see his sweaty yes. hair flopping around. She loved Dean Ambrose. Um, <laughs> and then the last comment, April. Yes, but that shouldn't impact him at all. I do what I do to achieve my own goals. And if reaching my goals means more money, then it's something to celebrate. I mean, I think that's the fine line. Like, mm -hmm. we all want to be able to provide and and have people think of it as, like, a celebration. Like, oh, that's great. Yeah. Not so much of, oh, you make more than me. Oh, you know, there's always a, a caveat behind it. So. Yeah, I mean, I feel like, I feel like nobody should, in I mean, let's be honest, like, we've even talked about this on the podcast before. Back in the day, it was so much easier for women not to work and stay home and do everything, and men do all the work. So I don't feel like just because somebody, the wife makes more, and maybe in that family, the way the daughter's family was, it shouldn't truly knock the other person, because at least they're working. And maybe yeah. her career choices were more paying than the other one. You know, and I, I hate to say this, and this is probably the feminist in me mm -hmm. or the man bashing in me, but I feel like men wanted an excuse to, like, work hard all day and then mm -hmm. come home and be lazy as shit. <laughs> and so what happens now is a woman makes more than you. It kind of makes you feel like you no longer have an excuse to mm -hmm. not do in quotation marks, womenly duties. Right. Like cooking and cleaning and taking the kids to events mm -hmm. and, you know, making sure that you take the day off of work when the kids are sick because her job makes more money right. and she supports the family more, whatever the case may be. Well, it might be that long ingrained thing that men are supposed to be the head mm -hmm. of the household and have the power. And now that the woman does... It makes men uncomfortable. I mean, mm. that's personally how I see it, and that's based on some of the opinions that I've heard from other men. I mean, I do. I'm sure it does make a lot of men uncomfortable because I'll guarantee you that five men sit down having a conversation, and only one of their wives makes more than they do, and the other ones are talking about how they're the providers and they're this. I'll bet you that that man would probably be embarrassed. Did oh, I'm sure. Sense? 
I'm sure yeah. he, he some some men feel slighted when their woman makes more than them, mm-hmm. which is a weird balance because now you're seeing more men expect their woman to be in the workforce right. to contribute to, you know, the finances mm-hmm. at home, and yet it still poses a problem if they happen to make more. more. Yeah, that's true. But I think women are more are more capable of making more money. And, you know, this is me bigging up the ladies. It's like, you're used to working and then coming home and working. You mm-hmm. have a strong work ethic because that's kind of what's been ingrained in you. Right. True. You know, you women have this, you do what you got to do mentality. Uh-huh. Or at least a lot of the women that I know and a lot of the women that I associate myself with are all hardworking women. Mm-hmm. They know how to raise a family, and they know how to keep a job, and they're ambitious, and they're always looking to figure out how they can make more money, support their family better, get a better education, and, you know, like I said, that might be the group of people that I associate myself with, Mm -hmm. but I just like people who are, I don't like people who are overly ambitious, but I like people who are somewhat ambitious, like, hey, I I want to do better. Right. And I feel like I feel like there is part of the generation and it's not even our generation, maybe the younger generation than us. I feel like they the men don't want to work. They want their women to be the one to work and that they could stay at home and do this and that and all of this stuff and but I think it's just cuz they're lazy asses and they don't want to work. Are you talking about men? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know, I wouldn't really say our generation, but maybe a generation or two under us. Well, here's the thing. I just see it. I have no problem with men taking the reverse role. Mm-hmm. But you have to be all in. Yeah. Not not halfway, not half-stepping. You know, you want your woman to, like, earn all the money in the house. Then, mm-hmm. yeah, you gotta do all the stuff that a stay-at-home wife would have typically done back in the day yes yeah i get it a marriage is a partnership but you know at the same time if you were the Mm -hmm. one working and your wife stayed at home and did not go to work you would have all these sets of expectations so if you can't fulfill those expectations Mm -hmm. then you need to step it up as a man at home like i don't have a problem with men not working a full-time job if it makes more financial Mm -hmm. sense for your wife your woman to pursue her career because she's like rocking it mm-hmm. then yeah let her do that and then you take over at home but right i've run into like a lot of situations where the kids are sick who's who's rushing out of work to go take care of the kids mm-hmm. it's like 80 percent and upwards of the time it's the woman right well my job means more well who makes more you know, mm-hmm. whose job is more important? I mean, it was... When Calvin wasn't working um, here, like, he was laid off and then um, he wasn't working for Laura. When he didn't work, he did do everything. Like, I didn't have to do... I mean, I don't really have to do much now. Because <laughs> he does a lot. Because he works at night and he sleeps most of the day when the kids are gone. But then once he goes and picks up the kids, he doesn't sleep. So he does a lot of stuff or sometimes in the morning when he comes back home 
you know, he can't go to sleep. So he'll do the laundry. He'll clean the kitchen. He'll clean the bathroom. Whatever. But he he did everything. Like, he learned how to cook. He went on Pinterest, of all things, and he did cook. So when I was the only one working, I didn't have to come home and do much. Because but see, that's a all. good thing because that's right, a that's man who's saying, saying like, like I gotta good, take yeah. over right. the responsibilities. Right. And like, and and you're right. You do hear someone saying, "Well, that's a woman's job." No, 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 no. <laughs> There's nothing these days that's a woman's job and a man's job. They both can do it all. I think so too. I th- and you know sometimes men cook better than women. I know a lot of men who cook better than me. I tell people all the time, I only cook because I like to eat. Let's be real here. If I had someone who cooked for me all the time, I would never cook. Right. But it's a necessity. You do things you gotta do. Same thing. I would not work if I didn't have to. Like, if someone was like, hey, Tiff, I'm going to take care of you. I'd be like, cool. I mean, it did. And then for a while, it was like, it only made sense for Calvin not to work because then his paychecks would literally be going to paying for daycare for the kid for the boys because they would have actually had to be in a daycare and so daycares are like, expensive people yeah it's ridiculous so it did for a long time make sense for him not to even work yeah but some people can't even swallow their pride enough to know what works financially and what doesn't mm-hmm. work and that's where you get the problem i think women make up like 47% of the workforce. Mm-hmm. Um, the largest percentage of employed women is 40.6% worked in management, professional, and related occupations. So women are rocking this shit. Like, they mm-hmm. are doing managerial stuff. Mm-hmm. And then the largest percentage of employed Asian, white, and black women is 46.1% for Asian. Mm-hmm. So, shout out to my Asian women. Uh, 40.6% for white women and mm-hmm. 33.8% for black women. Mm-hmm. They worked in management, professional, related occupations. Hispanic women showed their strongest attachment to service occupations, um, 33.2%. So, they work in, you know, service, service industry. Okay. So, I mean, we are looking at... And, And this will bring up the topic of equal pay for equal work. Mm -hmm. So it says the median weekly earnings for women who are full-time wage and salary workers Mm -hmm. is $669 a week, right? Mm -hmm. That's 81% of men's $824. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know if Lisa's run into this, but I know I have run into this Mm -hmm. where women are more qualified than men, more knowledgeable mm-hmm. than men, and mm-hmm. yet men exude this natural, um, I don't know the words for it, but established mm-hmm. idea of what knowledgeable, powerful, charismatic is. Right. So I think that's actually what gives them the leg up is this historic notion that men are more qualified yeah I think that's like I don't know I think that's crazy but it's gonna happen and unfortunately now I feel like it's really gonna keep happening in the world do you think we're ever gonna close the pay gap do you think it's ever gonna happen now 
Not for sure now. Are, are, you, re, are you referring to uh, the orange president? You know? President yeah. Orange. Yes, I am. Yes, I am actually. Yeah, I mean, but in our lifetime, do you think we will ever close the pay gap? I don't think no. so either. I don't. Yeah, at least I don't think ever. I think it'll just always. Um, it'll always be that way. Like, I feel like even our daughters, men are still going to make more than them even if they're better qualified than they are i just feel like it will always be that way yeah i mean it would be nice to see it in our lifetimes right. but i think you're right i don't do you think we'll come close i feel like if we ain't came close right now it is fucking 2017 well it took a lot of time it took a long time for women to get the rights to vote so I mean, we weren't, we're, even born yet, we weren't even allowed to work at some point. Yeah, I mean, that well, was, not, we not even formally born work. I won't say, see, and I hate when people say this. Women were working long before this. We were going to market. We were selling stuff. We were making goods. We were selling those goods. Women have, have been working, mm -hmm. right? But when we say work, we mean formally acknowledged right. as working. Yeah, no. So, I mean, I think we're seeing some rapid improvements, but I think you're probably right. We, in our lifetime, we definitely won't see it closed. No. Um, I don't think so. Yeah, I'm not I'm not even sure what, what it would take to close the gap. Except for men being more participatory in being fair and How offering us the same amount fair. of pay. Shit, it's not fair. But that's what I mean. It's like, you guys got to actually offer us what you would offer a man in order right. to do the same job but yep life will never be fair that's why i always tell my kids when they say well that's not fair i say well good well the sooner you find out learn that something not fair life isn't fair oh, you're geez. gonna be great dang it's true it's true life is not fair but the lisa they is, know that though lisa is crushing dreams right now no the sooner Horrible. they know it the better off they'll be in life I don't know. I'm trying to think if I ever tell my kids, like, life's not fair. You I probably do, to be honest with you. Okay. I probably have uttered that phrase. At I don't care if they're point. crying over the stupidest little thing. And then that's not fair. Well, life isn't fair. Get used to it. See, and I think my phrase tends to be, like, life's not, it's not life's not fair. Mine is always, like, really, is that reaction necessary? Oh, what that What too. is... What does that do for you? I'm like, seriously? Seriously? <laughs> it just gets you in more trouble. Yeah. Like, now you weren't Ugh. in trouble, but now you're in trouble. So, right? I mean, room. just so you know, you did this to yourself. <laughs> I said that, too. I'm like, then it was your decision to act this way when you know you're not supposed to. So, you got yourself in trouble. Go. See? The next MWT podcast? Well, probably not the next. No. But at one point, it'll be like, things moms say. Oh, yeah. That would be a good one. It would be a good one. Yeah, the next one I think is going to be about, it'll be a sober podcast because it's uh -oh. April's Alcohol Awareness Month. Okay. So I figured we better do a... Well, that's good because then that means I don't have to bring alcohol. Podcast. Nope. That means I have to be creative because we've done tea and we've done mocktails, which means... I've done, I pinned a whole crap load That means of, I need to think of something, guys. Yeah, I pinned like a whole crap load of different things on my Pinterest that looked so. really good. Yeah, maybe I'll steal some from Lisa. That yeah. tends to be what what I do when I can't so, figure them out. Like we always say, well, we always say we're gonna do that one next, but we for are because it's the month. So, all right, y'all. 
Um, that's pretty much all I got for this podcast. Yeah. It could be really long, but it would just be a lot of ranting and raving, and you do not want to hear that for an entire podcast. So, Lisa, where can they find us oh, on all the major social media networks? Sorry. This is my early week, and I'm over here yawning like crazy. At, oh, uh, wait, what? <laughs> oh, my Lord Jesus, people. I wish yawning. I am so tired. Okay, I'm still tired from Saturday. I'm old for Take woman. two. Lisa, where can they find us on all the major social media networks? The MWT Podcast. <laughs> and where can they contact us for email? The MWT Podcast at gmail.com. All right, and you guys can call us and leave us a voicemail at 331. Okay, hold on. Okay, wait. Oh, shoot, we took a break for a week. I can't. 331. Like, I can never remember it. 331 648 684. 664. <laughs> she only gave me three digits to the last section of that. That's how y'all know. Lisa doesn't know the number because everybody knows phone numbers have four digits in the last part. No, I'm only, I'm giving you the first, the, the three. Oh my. Right. 331. Uh huh. Is it 684? Yes. Oh, I was right. I thought I was wrong. Okay. 684. Eight eight, yes. Oh shit, three one. No. Three four. No. Six close. four. No. Eight four. Lord Jesus, y'all <laughs> are gonna four. be confused at the end of this. Okay, it is three three one six eight four eight eight one four. Oh, hey, I got the first. Yeah, she was close, and eight the last numbers, digit. right? Yeah, and the last digit. Oh yeah. You just missed that one in there. Well, I'm um, getting which it after. doesn't help when you're calling people after to give them the wrong numbers. Just saying. After two years, I finally got eight digits right. One year. One day, Lisa will get the phone number correct. and might be us holding no. up a sign for her to read it off. That but, would be the um, day I get it correct because... Yeah. No. No, no. You guys already know, so just be surprised yeah. when Lisa gets the number actually if correct. If I actually roll it off right, just go with the flow and act like I remembered it. Not that it's sitting on a sticky note on my hand. Or on her phone. Yeah. Or on a big, huge sign that says, hey, Lisa, the phone number is. Oh, I should save it in my phone. She'll forget that she saved it in her phone. Let's not go there, people. I would. My brain is so bad. All right, y'all. All right. We are out of here. See you. Peace.